trusting your gut and doing something that goes against norms or is not the popular consensus, it requires you to be really brave and to like dig deep and get really quiet because there's so much noise. There's so much noise everywhere and it's not all bad noise. It's really, it can be really good, really well-intentioned noise. This is the Help Me See podcast, and I'm your host, Bianca Mora. I'm an artist, an educator, and an anxiety-ridden mama who's obsessed with making meaning and art out of this one and only life. This podcast is about helping you see your life before it's gone. Like, really see it. I want to ask questions like, when does your now become your nostalgia? How can we be more intentional with the memories we're saving and not just capturing the highlight reel? You can expect an episode every Wednesday, some with just my introvert self rambling about what keeps me up at night, and some amazing guest speakers diving into how they choose to see. Something that seriously pains me is hearing, I wish I would have known how important that was at the time. I hate hearing that from others, and I'm scared to feel that for myself. I do feel like doing this podcast will be a comfort. I believe that if we continue having conversations about intention and awareness, that we can all live more fulfilled lives and create amazing work. I hope you leave each episode feeling inspired by your day-to-day with a deep peace of knowing that you're not missing it. So grab your coffee, settle in, and let's talk about everything that's right in front of us. So let me guess, you are either two in the moment, so you don't think to take photos and you're relying on your fading memories, or you take too many photos and pull yourself out of every single moment you have. (laughs) Which camp are you in? I bet you could guess that I'm in the overboard camp. (laughs) I made something just for you. Sign up for my free guide, See Nostalgia Now, Three Ways to Save Your Memories Before They're Gone. I list super simple tools and easy to implement ideas to diversify how you save your memories so you don't have to feel the pressure of missing the moment or forgetting your memories. I even include some strange personal anecdotes on how I've done it myself. I may or may not have secretly recorded my partner's reaction to my pregnancy announcement and then gifted him the video a full year later. No judgments, please. Head to my website, www.biancaliamora.com to sign up for the free guide or see the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how it helps you bottle up your goodness. So at the time of this recording, I am getting ready to go away for the weekend. It was supposed to be my wedding weekend. And I talk about why I am so glad that I canceled (laughs) this wedding. And also, during the episode, as I talk through more of the theory and the life lesson about canceling this wedding and what it meant and why, I I also have an aha moment myself with something that I was currently toiling about (laughs) and having, having some clarity kind of hit me at the right spot. I hope that this episode brought you some clarity too. And, um, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear if you had any 
realizations or if it inspired you to make any more decisions for yourself. So let's roll. Hello. Today I'm coming to you in a state of stress and anxiety. (laughs) I have a lot to get done. Uh, This weekend we are going down to have a portrait session and slash family session. And it was supposed to be our wedding, but we canceled it. And I am relieved that we canceled it. And let me tell you why. (laughs) I feel like somewhere, someone out there needs to hear this. So my partner and I have been together since college and we have two kids, a three-year-old and a nine-month-old. Oh my goodness, nine-month-old. Um, and it was always more important to us to start a family. Being in a long-term relationship, for us at least, the the wedding and the marriage certificate just felt like a formality, right? Like, it's something that we want to do, but it wasn't as important to us. So with the little amount of savings that we had, we wanted to go ahead and, and start a family. My parents are a little bit older and it was just really important to me to get to get that part of our life going. That said, we really did want to have a celebration. Q COVID. And we are obviously not the only ones <laughs> impacted. Our, our measly wedding is the least of the problems of a global pandemic. But when we rescheduled for that following year, we thought for sure we were in the clear. It was like a year plus later that we moved our date. And we're like, oh, it'll be fine. And then this year was coming and going. I had my son in January and we've kind of had our heads down doing our, doing our work, taking care of the kids, knowing that the wedding was coming up. And my best friend would be like, have you made your list? Have you sent the invites? Have you this? Have you that? And she's very much a planner and I'm very much... (laughs) We'll see what happens. (laughs) But there was something inside of me that felt like I was putting it off for more than procrastination's sake. I, I just, every time I went to do something for the wedding, my stomach just felt off. My parents came to visit and my mom ended up getting uh, sick while she was here just from a daycare bug from my son and seeing how sick she got really shook me up. That and the fact that I usually try to avoid mass quantities of the news. And while my dad was here, he was watching the news nonstop. So this variant, this Delta variant uh, drama was really starting to get to me. So I kept moving the needle forward 
in terms of planning because the wedding was coming, it was coming. Um, but I wouldn't commit to the ultimate, <laughs> this is happening by sending out the invitations. <sighs> and, you know, we have a bunch of deposits down and we look at each other and most of my family was having to fly in and travel and most of his people are already here. And we just had a moment where we thought we've waited this many years. Why do it if it feels anything other than completely right? So we did end up canceling. And when I did, I felt this enormous weight lifted from my chest sad. I'm sad. I really wanted to enjoy having all of our people in one spot that like never happens. Our friends and family live in different places and we just really wanted to celebrate with everyone. But, you know, to us, there's nothing more permanent than our children and we don't need a piece of paper to, to validate that. Although that is something that we do want to do, but Rushing it just made no point. Rushing it for a time that didn't feel right for the safety of others and for our peace of mind. And no judgment here if, you know, you did go ahead with a wedding. Everyone has to do what feels right to them and their internal compass. And that's kind of the point and why I'm telling you this story. We know so much more than we think we know. And we overcomplicate things so much more than we need to. And I believe that we always have the answer to everything, which is enraging because I'm swirling all the time, I feel. But it just gets lost in the noise. It's just... We seek support and approval even when we don't think we are from others because it's natural. It's natural to want feedback from people that are important to us and whose perspectives we trust. But at the end of the day, the only right answer is the answer that's in your gut. I, I feel like pros and cons lists, although I appreciate what they have to value and they can help organize your thoughts. I feel like the answer of a pro and con list is not in <laughs> the sheer amount of volume on one side versus the other. The value of a pro and con list is what you feel in your body when you're listing the pros and cons. For me, I've done pros and con lists where there was a clear winner in terms of quantity but the very few I had on the con or, you know, for that was what was most important to me. We have to understand when we're trying to be logical and analytical and make the most right decision from an information standpoint that even the most right decision logically can be a very wrong decision for you in your life and in your heart and in your soul. You will always find, I've heard, I just took a class, um, a Kathy Heller's program, and she talks about 
you will always find the evidence for what you're searching for to validate yourself, even if it's to validate your fears. I will always find evidence for what I'm looking for. And it's true, right? You you think a thought and you start seeing evidence of that thought. That's kind of why, you know, positive thinking and mindfulness and this and that, like it is so real because what you think you will find. Even if it's, I told you this was going to crash and burn, or I told you this was going to end poorly. You're kind of fulfilling your own fate in some, in some way, shape or form in many of these situations. So while there were so many reasons why it was okay for us to go ahead with the wedding, um, people saying they were comfortable or it being outdoors or it being a small wedding. So it's not that big of a risk, quote unquote. Um, At the end of the day, all of those reasons that made it okay to go ahead with the wedding didn't make it right because it still didn't feel right. And it wasn't right. And trusting that voice. So PS looping in my whole everlasting quest for intentional vision. I knew I wanted to keep the weekend on the books and go to this place where our wedding was supposed to be. And we ended up, although the wedding is canceled, we ended up continuing to fly in our photographer slash family friend and um, videographer and my best friend's coming with her new baby that I haven't met yet. And I cannot wait. And we're just going to go and take some epic first look photos and say vows. It's not a wedding and we'll have to reschedule when the world feels right and when it feels right for us, but we're still getting to do the part that we were most excited for. So although it's bittersweet, it's the best decision that we could have made because we took a step back and felt our way towards the decision that was right to us instead of keeping along the lines of, you know, well, According to the CDC, we're okay. According to, you know, all our friends and family's consensus, we're okay to continue to do this. No, we had to do what was in our gut. So what does that mean for you? How do you apply this to your life? What decision are you struggling with that you already have so much evidence quote unquote evidence, I quote unquote a lot apparently, um, for all the reasons why it's not wrong and all the reasons why you should, yet you still debate it. You still wrestle back and forth. It's because you know, you know that it's not for you just because it's not wrong. Doesn't make it right. Just because it makes sense. Doesn't make it right. You know, we cannot make our lives according to equations. You know, there's due diligence and there's planning and that's not wrong. 
And I say all this and I share this story and it's important for me to state clearly that this is not something that I, um, that comes easily to me or that I don't struggle with. I struggle with decisions around things every day. I am classic over overthinker and I swirl and I contemplate and it's just, it's something that's hard and trusting your gut and doing something that goes against norms or is not the popular consensus it requires you to be really brave and to like dig deep and get really quiet because there's so much noise. There's so much noise everywhere and it's not all bad noise. It's really, it can be really good, really well-intentioned noise. It could be your best friend, your parents, your significant other that has the best of intentions and they're just trying to help. But if you don't prioritize listening to your own small voice, the one that's always inside you and gets buried sometimes, you might end up in a place that feels very disorienting and not true to you. And think, how did I get here? There's all those stories of well-intentioned parents not wanting a kid to go to school for something that were super they were super passionate about and then they did or or and then they didn't and they're super bitter and resentful and I mean you know my father is a huge supporter of me he did not want me going to art school he was you know I was taking all these AP classes and you know, calculus and this and that, the other thing. And all of a sudden, my senior year of high school, I just decide I can't do anything else other than photography. Like this is all I want to do. I cannot, I cannot go into, you know, the traditional curriculum that I was going. And he was really scared. And I chose to go to a private art school. (laughs) I chose to take out many loans that... (laughs) haunt me till this day and will probably haunt me the rest of my life. Um, (laughs) But what would I have felt if I listened to him who he loves me so much? I love him. But what if I were to have ignored my calling? How many years down the road would I have gotten before I was able to course correct? And there's something to be learned in every decision. I'm sure I I would have gained a lot of other things taking another path, but no matter how big or how small, practicing the muscle of getting clear and quiet and listening to yourself first and foremost is a skill that I think everyone could benefit from trying, trying a little bit harder every day to work that muscle and be brave, and get rid of the shoulds. So I want to empower you right now. What is one decision that comes to your mind? Something that you've been going back and forth, contemplating, and the answer just seems so elusive. 
like, I cannot decide on this. What do I do? What do I do? Don't ask anyone else's opinion anymore. Just stop. And maybe you even, it's so hard to hear yourself right now. You do need a pro and con list. Do it. But as you're writing your pros and cons, pay attention to your gut, to your body. What do you feel when you write each pro, each con, and circle the ones that really hit home? I'd love to know what decision you feel empowered to make based off of this, based off of listening closer to yourself and knowing that you know, you know the answers. You just have to get more clear. Well, that is it for today. I need to go and do all of the things that I have procrastinated doing because I've been too busy making work for all of you (laughs) that I love podcasts and working on my courses and this, that, and the other thing. Actually, I do, I have to say that this topic that I'm talking about right now is hilariously linked to something I'm going through currently outside of my wedding decision. I have been working on educational materials for a while and I'm following the rules of this program that's that's meant to help fast track like the structure and making sure that you're creating well thought out, thought out quality content. And I value it very much. And it suggests doing polls and like really finding out what your audience really wants so that, you know, you have an audience and it's called like, you know, validating your course. And, you know, I do value what my audience, my small, but mighty audience my teeny tiny audience that I love so much. (laughs) Um, I do value the feedback so much, but I also know that if I do anything, it has to be 1 million percent something that I believe in and that I know to be true, to be the best thing that I could teach on. So, I, at this point, am going to have to take some feedback with a grain of salt and course correct and steer more towards the less clear, less obvious, less fruitful, I might say, um, (laughs) course that I would make. So it's more of an unsure thing, but it's the course that feels the best in my soul and the one that I most confidently know that I am equipped to, to teach. So I hope that's something that some of you will be interested in more to come on that. I didn't mean for it to be teaser. It really just came up. It made me laugh because I'm sitting here talking about, I'm abstracting this concept of listening to your gut and don't overcomplicating. And this is why I'm so glad I canceled my wedding. It feels so much better. Yet I've been toiling over my course content creation for a couple weeks now. And I mean, I know what I have to do. I need to stop asking everyone. (laughs) Just do what I know to be true. And 
And that's what I'm going to do. So see here, guys, we all learned something. <laughs> all right. Well, I will be back next week. Same time, same place. Um, hopefully telling you about my, uh, my first look, not my wedding, not my elopement, <laughs> my first look. And, um, I can't wait to hear what you guys have gained from this. All right. Talk soon. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you're not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. <laughs> and two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast. <laughs>